0: my werewolves The first show in October. Yahoo. Yeah. Uh, it was actually a nice fall day today here in Florida. It, it wasn't like disgusting. It was
1: uh 40 something this morning here. Nice. Yeah. yeah, and I woke up and it was cold in the house and I was fucking giddy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like that first time of the year where it's like there's a little bit of a nip, you know, yep. in, the, in the morning and stuff, and I was just like, "Man, this is a, this is it! Like, this is this is my time."
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, sadly, it's not going to last for us, but it was it, yeah. it was a really nice day, um, you know. And unfortunately, it's like I, you know, I, I kept saying like, "Oh, once the weather gets nicer, you can go for a walk or play pickleball." But you know, we're both still sadly kind of mm. feeling like we got our ass kicked by COVID. So, I mean, it's yeah. like we we ran a bunch of errands today and went and saw our parents and you know, by the time we got back home and then finished eating, it was like four o'clock, four 30 or so. We had to help Abby out with some stuff. And it was like, I was just like, I feel like we should go do something, but I'm just kind of want to sit on the couch and, you know, yeah. and I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, and we were very lucky with, you know, uh, you know, with, with the, the severity of it. I, I just, you know, I mean, for mm-hmm. folks that you know, get hit harder with it, man. I mean, it just, it has a very long tail. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> so, um, but you know, it is October. And so you know, one of the things we decided we do a little differently, um, for shows in October, I mean, like you, y'all know that we watch horror movies all year round, but you know, October is when we really kind of get into it. And, and I made the choice this October, rather than do what I normally do, which is I have a bunch of, um, you know, I have a bunch of movies that I make sure I watch mm-hmm. every October. I decided this October I would only watch horror movies that I had never seen before. And mm-hmm. that that it could still be something new <clears throat> or it could be older stuff. But the, the, the only, so there are two rules would be, By the end of October, I needed to have watched 31. So that doesn't mean (laughs) I watch one a day because it doesn't always allow for that. But some so I double up on some days, Uh, and it can be that it has to be that I've never I've never seen any of them. Mm -hmm. And and you said you had a bunch of like kind of blind bought, Blu-rays that you were going to take this month to get into.
1: That's what I've been doing. Yeah, I I loved the idea of of nothing but first time watches and cuz i had i had toyed around with um i don't know i always do a theme i uh, i i do have ones that i watch every year and i'll still get to those uh most of those i watch kind of the week of halloween or leading oh, up okay. to halloween uh-huh. um so you know i always watch you know jason lives and and trick or treat and mm-hmm. trick or, or treat and mm-hmm. you know halloween all that bullshit but um yeah, I, just from podcasts or, or just cover art or reading about movies uh, from, you know, these boutique labels like Vinegar Syndrome and, and Shout Factory and stuff like that. I, I'll buy something if I'm even mildly interested in it because mm-hmm. I'm just obsessed with, like, buying <laughs> Blu-rays yeah, and, like, movies and shit. Like, my movie room is fucking stupid, and yeah. I recognize that. But, but, you know, it's like these things make me happy. And yeah. so I – but – what what I tend to do is especially with vinegar, you know, I, they do sales, and I'll just like
0: I'll buy like five or six things. So when they have stuff on sale, is it like a Criterion collection sale where it's fifty percent off, yes. but that still means it's like twenty five bucks. Twenty bucks, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, so I tend to wait for sales unless it's something I already know that I want. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these the things that I've been getting to are just things that I'd bought because they either looked interesting or they sounded interesting or I heard about them on on a podcast. But I have like. I've seen some crazy shit this week, and, mm-hmm. uh, and not all of it good, mm-hmm. but but it, it's been so cool to, like, check these things off the list and, like, get them off the backlog, so to speak. Of, of You know, I spent money on it. And I need to at least watch it, like, at yeah, least yeah. open the fucking thing, right? So, yeah, that's what I've been doing this week.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, and the reality is if you – I mean, you know, I mean, obviously this is when shutter really comes in. To play as much as we've lamented the the kind of the lack of shutter originals um you know they still are uh perfect for old horror which is a, most of what mm. i've been watching yeah um oh yeah big time yeah you know but between with all of the services i mean there is there's like i i've been keeping a list of just of things um, you know that I see, and then but then it's new stuffs coming out, and it's like God. I, I mean, I'll 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 end this month. I, I when I first started, I was like, God, am I going to be able to get to thirty one? And now I'm like, Jesus, I'm going to have like a like a whole bunch of shit to watch. That's what to say. Am you I know? even going to have time? Yeah. To yeah. Get- <laughs> exactly. All right. So let, let's get into it then. So I started, uh, and I texted you about this. <clears throat> and I thought it was funny, you know, because my you know like I said before. My whole thing was, well, it's got to be something that I've never watched before, mm. and I decided to watch uh, the uh, Castle Freak, the nineteen, uh, I guess it was ninety-five, uh, oh. Stuart Gordon uh, movie, and uh, I started watching it. And I was like, I feel like I've seen this, and so <laughs> I texted I texted you about it, and then I looked, and yeah, like four years ago in two thousand ten. Or 20, sorry, they remade Castle yep. Freak as a Shutter yep. exclusive, and we watched right. it for the show. So while technically I, I still fit the bill, mm. I, I feel like I cheated because I actually <laughs> knew uh, the story. Um, but, you know, that being said, it's it's kind of, uh, you know, it's a typical Stuart Gordon movie. Um, you know, Barbara Crampton's in it. Uh Jeffrey Combs is in it. Um it's it's loosely based on an HP Lovecraft yes. story. Um and there's some pretty gnarly violence against women, although Barbara Crampton did get to yeah. keep her clothes on for this one, so I'm sure she was yeah. she was thrilled about that. Um it's also the rare
1: and again this is subjective when you look at their entire catalog, but it's the rare, genuinely good full moon release. Oh really? full moon, yeah, full moon. They released a ton of hot garbage, like <laughs> like you know, I mean, puppet master was cool, you know yeah. doll Man was kind of cool, whatever, but most of the subspecies I love, but most of full Moon's features are pretty trash, and so mm-hmm. like it it's actually it carries some weight for me just for that mm-hmm. alone, yeah,
0: yeah, and I mean it was it was you know it was one of those things where I would say it was it was fine, like I mean. I, I, I you know for me, obviously g- g- growing up when I did you know reanimator was kind of mm-hmm. the big you know so so you've got reanimator, you've got from beyond mm-hmm. you know th- those two you know are kind of like the you know the go-to when you're talking about gnarly like super gnarly you know Stuart Gordon HP Lovecraft, adaptations this one feels kind of tame uh by comparison you know i mean obviously compared to those those two movies a lot of things are gonna are gonna feel pretty tame um but you know some genuinely good acting by and not and i don't mean that to be surprised i mean jeffrey combs and barbara crampton i think they're they're fantastic actors but um some some genuinely good acting especially by um jeffrey combs um Mm -hmm you know, that, that could have very easily teetered into just kind of melodramatic overacting. Although, although him acting drunk, uh, <laughs> made, me, made me laugh just because it's like, yeah. you know, I've never yeah. met a drunk person that, that babes like that, but you know, whatever. Right. Um, so, so it was kind of a good way to start. Even if, uh, even if I was like, uh, you know, I felt <laughs> like I, I adhered to, uh, the letter of the law, if not the spirit. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, um. So, so what I was uh, what I was intended to say earlier when I was talking about what I decided for October was before um, I knew that uh, we're not going to talk about it on the show, but or, or not at least not not yet um, that no one no one will save you or whatever. Yeah. Um, that movie was coming out on Hulu, and I was looking forward to that. And then Goose was here last uh, last weekend, and she had brought up wanting to rewatch Signs.
0: Oh, and yeah. So,
1: so we did that, and the only thing I really remembered about Signs was was the alleyway scene, like yeah. and, you know. Um, God, that's a fucking great movie, though. It like, really I was, is. If yeah, you haven't yeah. seen it in a while, it really holy shit! Is. So I thought about doing Aliens for this month, just mm-hmm. like you know, like that kind of Aliens, not like you know, not xenomorphs, but but anyway. Um, so so um, I may do that. Um, I don't know next month if I decide to do a bunch of shit because they're like, man, there's some really good alien shit. Fire in the sky I got Fire a release in release Sky.
0: That I, yeah. That's uh, the one that 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 no one will save you really kind of reminded me of.
1: Yeah, same. And, and Shout Factory put a Blu-ray of that out. I think it was Shout. But yeah. anyway, anyway. Uh so 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 I am going with the blind buys and just I've watched a bunch of crazy shit. Um the first thing that I watched was a movie called The Ambulance. Have you seen this? The only ambulance movie I saw was the Michael Bay joint. Okay, well this this will make you say "What the fuck!" almost as many times as that one does, but
0: <laughs> for completely diff- for different entirely reasons. different reasons.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is a. I heard about it on a podcast. I don't even remember what podcast it was um, years ago, and then Shout Factory did a release for it, and so I bought it. Never watched it. Mm-hmm. This it is fucking nuts, man. Eric Roberts is a Marvel artist, like he like Stan Lee is in this movie. Like, are you serious? yes they're they're in like marvel studios and he's he's, um god the fuck he's on a he gets an assignment for a book called dr strong or some shit like that it's completely made up for the movie obviously but he he's like he sees this woman on the street at the beginning and he just like he just runs up to her and he's like spitting game and like he's just obsessed with her right and then she ends up like fainting and this ambulance picks her up and then he goes to work, and after work, he's like, "I'm going to find you after work, stuff." And so, it, that's basically where the movie kind of takes off. He he goes to every hospital around, obviously New York. He goes to everyone in the vicinity where the, he thinks they could have taken her. Um, they're like, "Nobody came here," you know. We don't know what you're talking about. This that. And so he he starts like, you know, trying to find her, and he comes. You find out that like, <laughs> there's this doctor, and it's, he's like this. 80s like soap opera actor whose name I don't know, um, and I wish I wish I had looked it up, but I didn't. I'll have to look it up now. What's it called? The ambulance. The ambulance. Um, and this guy, I just remember seeing this guy on like because my grandparents kind of raised yeah. us during the summers and stuff. I've seen this guy in soap opera so many times, waiting for my great grandmother to give us the TV back, but I don't know his name. But he's this like crazy ass doctor who's like. Taking oh, my people. God,
0: Eric Braden. Yes, he was on The Young yeah. and the Restless. There you go. Yeah. He's he's
1: taking people off the street and, like, curing them. of. Yeah, like, it was Victor Newman. Yeah. So <laughs> he's, he's, like, curing them from whatever, you know, whatever's wrong with them, but then he kills them. <laughs> or, and then, like, that's what you think. And then it's, like, it turns out that he's, like selling them to people to do like experiments on like like you would you know how people like experiment on animals well they, they're doing it to people so he makes them healthy then sells them or some shit mm-hmm. but anyway so Eric Roberts is like convinced that something is going on so he's like trying to find her and stuff he goes to the police fucking the detective that he ends up running into is fucking James Earl Jones <laughs> who is playing a character as if he's never heard of the police or it's the most bizarre shit you will ever see (laughs) but it's fucking amazing it's like it's one part like christine it's one part like maniac cop like it is it is fucking nuts man and it's it's like a 86 minutes and as soon as it was over i wanted to watch it again Mm mm-hmm like, it was so good. And I was like, this is a hell of a way to start, man. <laughs> like, is it is it like, streaming anywhere? Um, it, it was on Prime. I don't know if it still is. Okay. A lot of this Vinegar Syndrome and Shout Factor stuff I've noticed. Like, once they do a release, I guess it's a rights thing. Because once, like, they'll get a movie and do a release for it, and then the next thing you know, it's on Amazon somehow. So Okay. It was on there. I don't know if it still is. But it's really fun. It's fucking nuts, man.
0: I had a great time watching it. Huh. Well, I'll have to look for it because that sounds uh, pretty crazy. Um, yeah. The, so the next one that I watched was uh, uh, Messiah of Evil, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, 1973. on. Uh, it's on Shudder. Basically, it's a weird, weird movie. Um, it kind of felt almost like a bit of a precursor to, like, The Fog. Um, mm mm-hmm. You know, it's like this woman, her her father is sick or something, and she goes to this coastal California town, and, and all sorts of weird shit starts happening, and, like, these people start turning into, like, zombies, and then next thing you know, this guy's telling this story about how someone who survived the Donner party, like, showed up in town and <laughs> made some, you know, weird religion or something, and she's just, you know, trying to figure out, like, you know... What the fuck the deal with her dad is. And, and mm-hmm. like, it's, I mean, it was just, you know, then, you know, there's this, this, uh, this one dude there that, that's basically, you know, he's got all these girlfriends and he's, you know, chronicling what's going on. And, 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 but then, I don't know, it, it was just, it was kind of all over the place. And, um, you know, this woman gets attacked in a grocery store because she sees all the, Zombies eating like raw meat from the meat counter, and then yeah. you know, try it, it it felt you know way more mood oriented mood mm-hmm. and and, and ambiance oriented than, you know, plot oriented. Mm-hmm. um like it like it was just a you know, it it was it was fine. it was it was, you know, it was definitely like you know, uh kind of peak. Kind of seventies type of stuff, but um, right, you know, it was it was uh, it was it was interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I will say that much. But but it it to me when I watched it, I I could you know it really did feel like like I felt like the seeds of the fog, kind of coming from this you know this movie where you've got someone in a coastal California town that has kind of like a secret, and then there's like a like a tragedy that kind of affects it, it just was, you know, the fog, for a horror movie, the fog is very tame. Um, but it's also way more focused than this movie. Um, mm. It also reminded me of that 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 movie we watched um, where the woman goes back to her town because she, like, inherited a house or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, once, you know, they were like, hey, you know, once the gates close for the tourist season, you can't get out.
1: Oh, remember yeah, that yeah. movie? She went that island or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. it kind of reminded
0: yeah. me of that. Um, but Yeah, uh, that was good. That yeah. had uh, Jeremy Gardner in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was. You know, I thought it was. I thought it was fine. It was. You know, it was like a almost like a uh, like a like a yeah. historical record. <laughs> <laughs> but like somebody's like, "What's a good movie to watch for how Hal- you know Halloween?" I wouldn't be like "Messiah of Evil," you know. <laughs> so. Yeah. I think have don't know if I've seen that or not. Yeah, it's on Shutter. Okay,
1: I've definitely heard of it, but yeah. Um, so the next one I watched is was a Vinegar Syndrome uh, movie uh, called Blood Games, um, directed by uh, the only movie directed by this uh, director, Tanya Rosenberg. Um, I remember reading the synopsis, and I just kind of bought it um, based on that. And it's about this this girls traveling baseball team sure. and that yeah that happens and uh so you know the 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 dad of two of the girls is their manager and i guess you know they they just travel and play these pickup games and people sure. pay them to come do this um and they are playing a bunch of uh kind of backwoods redneck kind of guys and and they beat them and then of course the they're not too happy about that yeah the (laughs) asshole guy who's like the big wig in this town this small town whatever he only gives the guy like half the money he's supposed to give him so the the guy has to go and like track him down and get the rest of his money and they but anyway so he, he he pulls a gun on him in in the bathroom and and they get into a like a brawl and then he 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 does get the other half of his money, but then in leaving, the guy comes out and calls all you know the rednecks. They're at this bar or whatever, and he calls them all and like, "Go get those bitches," you know, whatever, and this <laughs> type of shit. Like they end up, um, you know, things kind of go downhill from there. They ended up like hunting the girls, and um, it's it's very, very seventies like exploitation ish in mm-hmm. its um, execution, but it came out in ninety. And it also feels very Canadian, if you know what I mean. Like, it's it's like when you watch My Bloody Valentine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that that's a Canadian-made film. <laughs> like, yeah. This, even though it's from the United States, um, it feels very Canadian. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's kind of like a sort of a little, like, deliverance-ish um, mm-hmm. with some of the stuff. And, you know, it's, it's just um, rednecks with crossbows and shit hunting hunting outfielders yeah (laughs) yeah hunting these women through the woods and stuff where they try to get away and then you know know, at some point the girls get tired of running and and you know decide they're gonna fight back stuff like that so it was fucking great though man like i was surprised Mm. Um, because when it first started i was like this is gonna be like shitty like i was just like i was like nah, it's kind of dumb some of the the dialogue's not great and some of the performances aren't great, but once it really starts cooking, man, I had a really good time with it. So what's it called again? Blood Games. Blood
0: Games. Mm-hmm.
1: Which is a terrible name for what it is, but Yeah. I don't know. Rednecks in the outfields probably was
0: already taken, so it's like, <laughs> no rednecks in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, so for the next one for me, uh, this is an absolutely, and I'm sure, I know you've seen this one. Uh, I'm kind of surprised it, t- it took me this long to watch this one. Um, <clears throat> you know, kind of, you know, uh, what, what seems like on the surface trying to cash in on Jaws, but but just a damn good uh, creature feature in its own right with a, with a fantastic uh, lead performance by uh, Robert Forrester, uh, and that is Alligator uh the 1980 uh film about uh, uh y- how a young girl's alligator gets flushed uh down in the sewers of Chicago uh where it then feeds upon the cast-off corpses of pets um from a uh unethical medical research company that was researching uh growth hormones so because this alligator has just been munching on Uh, You know, dogs and cat, they're mostly dogs that they they they're trying to, you know, make bigger, I guess, to sell. I don't really understand what their motivation was behind trying to make large dogs. Um, But this alligator that had just been snacking on the corpses of these hormone treated animals um, just gets massive and just some amazing uh, kind of creature work. I mean, it's an alligator. It's not like, it's not like you know. It's just this like you know creature from the Black Lagoon. It's just a giant alligator. But Robert Forster does a fantastic job. He kind of plays this like kind of schlubby cop, but also like incredibly charming and endearing, even though you get the feeling he's might not be the best at his job. Um, Robin Riker plays uh, a, a herpetologist that he, he befriends. And, you know, by by 80s horror standards, you know, she made out pretty well. She was very smart. She was very funny. She never once had to take her clothes off. Um, you know, it, it was just, uh, you know, the two of them were, were, you know, just kind of a great... Uh, pair to to root for. (coughs) You know, but also one of the things that I loved about this movie is that they they, kind of did away with the, well, is it actually an alligator? Fairly early on. uh, So that the alligator could have a scene where it literally breaks through the concrete storm drain (laughs) in a Chicago street. And it showed, like, it made the Chicago police look like the fucking, uh, like, Keystone cops. Like, it shows this one scene of them all, like, you know gearing up and this one guy's got like a fucking bazooka and i'm like look i mean i know this was before y'all started getting federal money for drugs like why does he have a bazooka and then at one point they're like you know just like you know fucking going around this lake throwing live grenades into the water because they're like well alligators are attracted (laughs) to sound but the best part of this movie was when his alligator shows up at a wedding and goes absolutely crazy And full on fucking crushes a car just by hitting it with its head and tail, killing, uh, you know, spoiler alert, the unscrupulous uh, owner of the medical research company that spawned it. This movie was a fucking blast. It knew exactly what it was. It was winking at the audience the whole time. It was not trying to be some super serious thing. It knew it was cashing in on Jaws, but it was like, you know what? We're going to have a giant alligator. We're going to fucking have fun with it. We're going to have a good time. We're going to make a good movie. Let's just have a blast with it. And it, it was a, it was an absolute, like, it was it was yeah. great. I loved it to death.
1: Yeah, that's a classic. I love it. It's been a while since I've seen it. Actually, um, Shout Factory did a a uh, a blu-ray of it too that i own and i haven't watched so i need to get into that one yeah yeah all right so the next one i watched is a movie and i don't know if you've ever heard of it um i have not uh it's called american rickshaw god that sounds familiar so i bought this dead ass based on the poster it looks like um it looks very much like somebody was a big fan of big trouble in little china and decided to make uh, their own movie, um, mm-hmm. and that's what I hoped for going into it. Uh, it. is directed by Sergio Martino, who I'm not familiar with. Uh, it's also from 1990, and basically, it, it, this movie, um, this this guy, he's got a roommate who's they work for this like company. He's like going to school for something I forget what, and uh, but to, to earn money, he's is a, a rickshaw in in California. Um, sure. And so, um, this woman gets off work at the strip club one morning and, and she's, <laughs> I, well, I mean, you know, she couldn't get a cab. <laughs> well, right. So no, so, but she has a car. So it's, uh, but anyway, so <laughs> she ends up, she ends up, uh, taking him up on a rickshaw ride there. And and he runs her to, uh, the boat, her boat where she lives or her like yacht, whatever, and, like a houseboat or whatever. Yeah. Houseboat thing. And, uh, she asks him to come in and i you know she like she's up she tells him you know i'm still gonna pay you for the ride but you know it'll be worth your while to come inside whatever and so they're things are getting hot and heavy and then he hears a noise and this man is is on the other side of a two-way mirror recording it oh so he beats the shit out of the guy and and takes the tape and and in the tussle there he he this guy's wearing this like Necklace with a with a key on it. He grabs the necklace and the key and throws it out the window, and it goes into the water. Um, and shit, kind of goes nuts after that. Some, <laughs> so I, as if that wasn't enough, some this guy shows up uh, to collect the tapes, and he ends up killing the the guy who was recording. And then, like, the rickshaw guy goes back to the to the boat, to, like, because he got the wrong tape or somehow or some shit, and. It's just... It makes no sense. I was going to say this movie's... Nothing that's happening makes any fucking sense. And then, like, the cops get involved because, like... And there's all, sure. and all these, like, you know, whatever. And, and, and uh... There's this, like, really old Chinese lady who has a cat. <laughs> Donald Pleasance is in it. And, Don- <laughs> and it turns out that Donald Pleasance, he's like this evangelist, but he's also the one who's been paying that camera guy. Who's his son to make these like bootleg sex tapes and he sells them. And then you find out also like he apparently like met this, this young Chinese woman and like she fell in love with him, but he was just wanting to be with her because she had this statue that would give him power. And so, So he banged her and then stole the statue, and then she became the old lady for no reason. And then (laughs) she had a cat that could, like, see into the future or some shit. I was just sitting there like... Like, How high were the people who made this movie? You're right. I'm like, what in the fuck is going on? And the thing is... Every bit of that sounds like it should be super fun, and like everybody involved should have known that what they were doing was nonsense. Just having a ball with it, they play it so straight. <laughs> it blew my fucking mind. I was like, at, at no point is does anybody look like they're, they're it, everybody in it looks like they're like they were sure they were going to get an Oscar for this shit. <laughs> like, they were so serious, and I'm just like, this is the dumbest shit. <laughs> it. But I mean, it, it
0: it sure sounds like it.
1: Yeah, it ends up being fun, but like, and then like the last, the last probably five minutes, like, what happens at the end? I was just sitting here, like, I couldn't even laugh. I was just sitting here looking at the TV. I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck did I just watch?" <laughs> uh,
0: that's awesome. Yeah, some of those movies. I, I one of those ones on my list. Uh, this week uh, is exactly like that. So, But that's the last one, so we'll get to that at the end. Um, Alright, so the next one for me, so this was not, a, I would not say it's a good movie, uh, and I would not say this is a movie you need to watch. It just happened to hit video on demand uh, this week, and I you know, when I when I took my had my trip, um, the um, Iceland Air does not have move, new movies. Uh, and I mean that, like, they do not have new movies. Most of the movies I had seen. So when we were in Iceland, um, I hooked up to the hotel Wi-Fi, and I was like, well, I'm going to download some movies so I can watch them on the way back. And one of the ones I decided to watch was The Nun, because I'd never mm. seen it, and it's, I don't, you know, this whole Conjuring verse, mm. they're fine. It's it's exactly the type of movie. It's it's fine for a plane, right? Yeah, like, yeah if 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 someone kind of peeks over the seat they're not going to want they're not going to see something <laughs> super gross but it'll hold my attention so you know so the nun 2 hit video on demand so i watched it uh it was fine it it is it is a completely forgettable yeah. movie there's there it's not scary in any way shape or form it doesn't have the camp uh, and just utter ridiculousness of something like the Pope's exorcist. Mm. It also doesn't have kind of the the grounded, um, you know, Amityville esque, uh, you know, a, appeal of like the original Conjuring. Mm. Um, so you know, it it's just a movie about a a a, a bad nun, and yes. this is just another one. Um, and if you didn't see the first one, the second one, you're going to be kind of confused. Um, I,
1: was, I was just about to say, I I own the first one. I know I've seen it. I couldn't tell you a goddamn thing about it. I mean, it's like.
0: Well, it's because the second one focuses a lot on the um, the guy, not the priest, but the guy that mm. helped, helped them. So if mm. you haven't seen the first one, you're going to be like, I don't, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, I, I do want to watch two, but I'll, I'll absolutely have to revisit the first one first because I don't remember anything about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's just, you know, it's like, um, you know, it's, it, it, it's like if you kind of, you know, the, this whole conjuring verse, it you know, it very much reminds me of, you know, like if you have something, you know, like in the MCU where they're like, oh, we're going to make a movie about this obscure whatever. And then it's like mm. the difference is it just ends up not being good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was a, and it's like it was. It was fine. It was like it was kind of like the Eternals, where you're like, "Who the fuck knows about the Eternals?" And then <laughs> you're like, "Well, maybe." And then you watch it, and you're like, "Well, probably no one," because this movie wasn't good. You know, no, I, <laughs> I didn't make it all the way through Eternals. <laughs> yeah, so it's like it's that, but it, you're just kind of like, eh, everybody gave it a college try. So yeah, yeah. Well, speaking
1: of not good, uh, the next thing that I watched is uh, another Vinegar Syndrome thing that I bought um, based on uh, – I think I heard some somebody talking about it on something. I don't remember. But I'm going to read you the synopsis of this movie um, that's on Letterboxd. It says – this is um, 1986. It's called Devil Story mm-hmm. or um, – and now the devil or something like that was the other title. But, um, Bernard, uh, Lenoy, Lenal. Lano? I don't know how you say it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, this is a, a French movie and it is, it says after their car breaks down in the French countryside, a young couple must fend off a Nazi mutant, his gypsy mother, a mummy and a possessed horse. <laughs>
0: So a, a possessed shit I'd buy it too. That's what I'm saying. So this movie is
1: an a hour possessed horse. An hour and 16 minutes long and Brandon I watched it for 9 hours. <laughs> Saturday morning. Yeah. It refused to end. It's not good at all. Mm-hmm. Nothing nothing's happening in a sequence that makes any, like, it, it's it's not cohesive, it's not coherent, it's just the most random, stupid shit
0: mm-hmm. over
1: and over again. This horrible looking fucking Nazi mutant thing who makes this dumbass grunt sound all the time. Mm-hmm. And he's just doing, stu- like, nothing. And then this woman who, like this is the thing, it's like, um, even the horse. When the horse is on the screen, <laughs> the it's horse. just, <laughs> it's, it's just this same sound bite of a horse neighing oh. incessantly. And I'm just like, good God. Like I wanted everybody, I wanted to die. I wanted everybody in the movie to die. Like I was like, I, I can't take any more of this. It was the worst fucking thing I have seen in a very long time. Mm. Uh as randomly bizarre as the fact that a mummy just shows up for no goddamn reason. Like, I mean, it's just weird. But not in a good way. Not in a way that makes any sense whatsoever.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't sound very good. For sure. Mm-mm. It's awful. Yeah. Huh. yeah. I can't cannot recommend Devil Story. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so the next movie I watch, we can't talk about it uh, yet. Uh, we will talk about it, so the uh, our show on um, October 23rd, so the next show we will talk about, it, and that is uh, Suitable Flesh. Um, I can tell you a few things that um, do not um, run uh, afoul of the embargo. Uh, it is a Joe Lynch movie. Yeah. It is based on... Uh, an HP HP Lovecraft story It will be uh, released on Shutter, um, mm-hmm. And it stars Heather Graham And Barbara Crampton um, mm-hmm. And that's all I can tell you uh, I can also I don't know if this is embargo But I can tell you that I thoroughly enjoyed it um, Nice And we will be uh, Talking about it for Our uh, October 23rd episode So two weeks from from when this one goes live is when the embargo drops. Uh, we will talk about it then. Uh, if you came up watching Stuart Gordon wh- horror movies or, you know, watching Joe Lynch, you know, like in, in a creep show, definitely this is going to be something that you're going to want to watch. So yeah. I'll leave it at that. yeah, I was very
1: excited that we got offered the screener for that. Like I said, yeah. it, was, <clears throat> it was very high on my list for this year. So yeah. All right. Well, I have one more until we get into uh, the one we both watched. Um, mm-hmm. This is a movie that um, – I fucking was – I can't remember now if it was Vinegar Syndrome or Shout Factory, but they – I think it was Vinegar. Anyway, uh, it came out on um, – they did a two a – two, um, Double release, which they rarely do, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of weird. Um, they did It's on a disc. It's not on the same disc. There, there's two different discs in the release. But they released a double pack of a movie called Hard Rock Zombies, which will be one that I'll get to mm. probably this week. I haven't seen yet. Uh, and this other movie um, called Slaughterhouse Rock.
0: Oh, okay. Which –
1: I vividly remember being fucking terrified of the VHS cover at the, at the video store in Roanoke when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Uh, It just scared the absolute shit out of me and I never got a chance to watch it. Um, And so they, they did that release. I bought it day one. I didn't wait for a sale. I was very excited for it. So I I finally watched it and it's another weird one. It it is, it is um, 1988. Um, So I'm thinking it's, If it's kind of like if you could imagine what Nightmare on Elm Street mixed with Fright Night would be Mm -hmm. like, um, this 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 guy um is having these like very vivid dreams um where this horrible shit's happening to him, like he's getting burned and he's getting like dismembered by this fucking weird monster, like this vampire looking fucking monster thing and stuff, and and. Uh, it turns out what he's dreaming about is is things that happen to people in relation to Alcatraz. Mm-hmm. And so he ends up you know, it's like it's very much Nightmare on Elm Street where like, you know, like at the start when when Tina's having the nightmares and they're all at her house and stuff and like, so he has his like, his friends come over and stuff, whatever and then they end up like, for whatever reason, he's like, Alcatraz is like calling
0: to him. <laughs> sure, so like, Alcatraz so is go, very is very much an 80s thing. Yes. <laughs> they break in there and then uh,
1: – so, so they break in there and his brother ends up getting possessed by this demon and starts like trying to kill everybody. And then the ghost of this like – this – female like metal band vocalist. God, this all who, sounds really familiar. Who was murdered in Alcatraz comes to help him. Sure. Fight against his demon possessed brother and uh Yeah, why not? It's it's very much a uh, just a fever dream of a movie. It's it's really fucking bizarre, but I I loved it. Like I thought mm-hmm. it was really fucking cool. It, it's very much in the vein of something like a trick or treat yeah. or or you know, those like 80s like you know like 80s like a rock and roll for lack of a better term yeah 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 well there's a you know bunch of
0: movies like that where it's like you know yeah like like a you know metal musicians get possessed or mm-hmm. they throw a party and you know yeah. what's the one about the the rock star who's like signed a deal with the devil or something i forget what the, what that one was um there's a bunch yeah. of shit like that in yeah. the 80s i mean you know they were just kind of like cashing in on the whole kind of metal panic um, yeah
1: yeah satanic panic and all that yeah. stuff
0: yeah yeah this I and mean, and i
1: thoroughly enjoyed it though man I had a, but i mean that's kind of my my jam anyway you know it's you know that that's the music i listened to back then and stuff like that so you know when you when you give it a horror spin i'm gonna be in for it and then when it's like you know it's got some really good um practical gore and stuff like that so about well, slaughterhouse rock
0: man i thought it was great mm-hmm. yeah nice um yeah, so for the the next one um, that I watched, uh, this was a um, uh, Paramount Plus exclusive. I did not realize that it had come out mm, um, on scared. Friday, yeah. uh, and that is uh, Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. Um, I don't want to get into it too much because I'm. I know at some point you're going to watch it, and I'd like to kind of wait to talk about it until you've yeah. seen it. Yeah. Um, you know, there there was some, kind of some talk. So, basically, the, 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 the purpose of this movie is, you know, it was originally meant to be kind of a prequel to the 2019 film, but right. it ended up being more of a prequel to the book. The idea being that, you know, yeah. in the book, when, you know, Judd is kind of telling the main character about the Pet Cemetery, um, you know, he mentions how... And it, it, you know, and the, you know, obviously the, the the book was written in the early '80s, so um, mm-hmm. it was saying that you know that that this guy uh, the Badermans his his son Timmy came back dead from World War II, and he buried Timmy. Oh, cetera, right, right, sorry, right, right. You know, obviously yeah. being more modern, they moved it to to Vietnam. So, um, you know, so the whole story of Timmy and kind of what how, how like he came back bad. Um, which we see in the book when he buries his son Gage and Gage comes back evil. So this idea of, you know, how it is the town knew about the Pet cemetery and the story of Timmy, but also trying to give an idea as to, well, if Judd knew that this <coughs> place was bad, why would he have recommended, you know, the, the main character, whose name, I can't remember Barry Gage in it in the first place, so mm. you know it's one of those things. You know, prequel- Lewis, Lewis. Thank Sorry. you. Uh, prequels <laughs> took me a second. Oftentimes, are answering questions nobody's really asking. So mm. you know, this movie is as a very Oops. specific audience. That doesn't mean it's bad. I, it's just it's a it's just kind of a it's kind of a weird. Um, I I'm, I'm really surprised it got made to be honest yeah. Uh, yeah. because I feel like it it really threads a, a, a needle of you know of like you know fans of Pet Cemetery who really want to know about Timmy it's like okay you know but um, Yeah that's that's weird huh Yeah yeah but um yeah,
1: that's uh that's one I read that I read that one last October. Uh, that's the movie I did or the movie. That's the book I did for October. Uh, and then uh Jacob is reading it right now, actually. So we're gonna be and Katie wants to watch the movie. She's never seen the movie, so we're gonna do I think we're probably gonna do a pet cemetery like double feature of the, the original oh, okay. make yeah, here pretty soon once Jacob's done with the book. So So I was pretty excited that this was coming out. Um but again I didn't realize how like it was already like out. Like I mean,
0: I know it was that yeah. close. Um but I haven't heard a lot of good things either. So you know, I mean I I I I tend to look at these things you know differently. Mm. Um so I you know, I don't I I don't know. Um you know, I I think that um uh yeah, I don't know. I mean, it also had David Duchovny in it and I have a huge mm. soft spot for David Duchovny um, I, I just, I love him to death. So, but, um, you know, I don't like to question why anything exists. I mean, movies are, you know, they're deeply personal for some people. They also, like, yeah. put food on a lot of people's table. Yes. Uh, so I'm certainly not going to be like, this movie didn't need to be made. You know, I mean, people got jobs, experience. They might go on to do amazing things with what they learned on this movie. Um, and there's also going to be people who watch it and, like, really enjoy it. So why am I going to question whether that, should exist it's just a weird it's a weird movie to get green lit in the first place i guess is yeah. what i'm saying right uh, so but i, I want to wait until you've seen it to really kind of get into it so yeah um it'll, it'll be i'll get to it this week for sure yeah yeah all right well the only one i
1: have is is vhs 85 um which yes hit, hit shutter uh this on Friday. Friday, one one thing yep. I was <clears throat> very much excited for because yes. this is the one um, Scott Derrickson, Scott Derrickson, David Bruckner, David Bruckner. Like, yep, uh, I was like this when they announced because I think it was right at the end of the last one Shutter did. They announced they they already they greenlit did. a new one. Yep. and they said who was involved and I was like, holy <laughs> shit. Yep, you know, and, and for as much as I love what Shutter's done with a lot of that original stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, it, i love the creep show i know like it's it's hit or miss for people but i fucking love
0: the vhs ones have been great
1: yeah. the, yes their vhs equals have been fucking amazing and it's such a weird thing for them to like go all in on um in my opinion because the first vhs uh i thought it was great i love the second one you know and i i like they always like a symbol like a, a a group of like up and coming horror directors, yeah, you know, to, to do the shorts and stuff. The third one, I think, is hot garbage. Uh, I, I think which one's viral, that one? Viral. Oh, viral, yeah, yeah, it's not good, yeah. So, I thought that was pretty much the end of VHS. Um, and if that's the way it was going to be, then I was fine with it. But, but man, Shudder bringing them back and, and just knocking it out of the park, yeah, almost every time, you know, has just been so fucking cool. Uh, the. And I've enjoyed so much seeing what they've done with this stuff. And this one is kind of uh, – this one's pretty up there. I feel like 84 was slightly better. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is – um, was it 95? 85. 85. Um, Yeah, this one has probably my favorite wraparound. Of- yeah, the wraparound is really good any of them uh it does they always do like a little you know some stuff a little different um and there's not you know there's it's not always that every segment's great but most of them are you know i don't i don't ever regret watching any of them right and this one i feel like the gg saul guerrero's one was probably my least favorite
0: um and it wasn't bad it was just kind of eh is that the the one about the the art installation the digital Uh, one no, the earthquake and then oh, the, I
1: love the earthquake one. I didn't, um, and I, I was I will say that the uh, the one you're talking about, the the virtual reality one. Oh, I couldn't stand that one.
0: I didn't like it until the end, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, and was- my my problem with that one was, yeah, the ending was great, fantastic mm-hmm. gore, uh, mm-hmm. a really good uh, concept. It's just that I've been to a number of those shows. You know, oh, okay. like I, I I I had a lot of theater friends in college and so and I'm not a theater person. Mm-hmm. So I've been to a lot of plays held in a church basement mm-hmm. where you are just waiting for it to end you're there to support your friend but you were like if this place burned down right now with me in it it would be preferable to what i'm watching right so like you know the problem with something like that and they did an amazing job of being very faithful to what it would be like Mm. (laughs) to watch this super you know high on herself performance artist bemoaning the gods of technology because I'm just sitting there like, wow, this person's been in those church basements because this is fucking terrible. But the problem <laughs> is you're like, I have to spend 15 minutes watching a terrible production <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> before it gets to something right. you you know, worthwhile. But the payoff was great. Yeah. You know, it was just the build up you're like, oh my God. Yeah, well, that was
1: kind of me with the with the uh, Gigi's. It, it, it was fine,
0: but it's just like I don't know. Like it, I, you it, know, I think for me because yeah, it was just the I don't know. I I liked it. I liked the I, and I think it's because I recently read a book that had to do with like kind of Aztecs and 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 sacrifice and and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So this idea of you know them being this this earth you know and i also like the idea of like it's kind of classic monster movie of like an earthquake you know splits a, like unearths this yeah. thing that's just been buried for for centuries and had some really good gore really good practical effects uh, i just i liked it that, yeah 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 um
1: yeah i don't know like i said i i don't i didn't dislike any of them in this one um but that one i think probably but yeah, techno god also wasn't great. Uh, the ones that were great, though, like I said, um, Bruckner's uh, wrap around with all the fantastic, yeah. love the monster stuff, man. It was so fucking cool. Yeah, uh, I like Derrickson's
0: a lot. The Dream Kill, the Dream Kill, yeah. And then that the has one really good gore, the the uh, zombie one was hilarious. And I and what yeah. I loved about that one is, you know, usually you get a wrap around. It's rare for us to get shorts that. That intersect with each other. Yes. Um, yep. So that was that was really cool to see, um, you know. And the thing about this movie, I read an article this weekend about it. It's like they actually shot a number of the shorts on actual VHS camcorders. Oh yeah, nice. Um, and then in one case, they they used a digital camera but they went to a specialty lens shop to get a lens that would kind of mimic that and what they were saying you know they were saying that all the directors like they were like the reason we wanted to do it is because they basically told us like we don't want you to make a nice movie like we want you to fucking go for broke like you can do whatever you want and what they said is that like when you're doing a big studio like Derrickson had said when you're doing a big studio film you're 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 you've got all these notes and all these questions and you've got the studios that you're trying to you don't make happy. You also have to hold the audience's attention for three acts, 90 minutes. So you've got all these things. Something like this, like you just do whatever the fuck you want. They just were like – and that's what he's like. This is what I told them. Like you don't and, – and, and the people, the other directors were like this idea of you don't have to make a nice movie. You can make a mean, just gnarly, like whatever you want. And so, you know, plus, you know, they talked about like, you know, it was different – Back that like when you had somebody with like a camcorder, you know, if your dad or your mom made home movies, like they watched it with everybody else. Like they would film Christmas and they'd have the weird zooms, you know, Mm -hmm. in the wide shot and someone would stop and pose and usually flex or whatever, you know. But like they – would watch it when you watched it so it wasn't this idea now of like you film it you immediately see it and then you edit it it was like very raw and unfocused but there was like some really like human kind of real moments in it. and that's like what they, they tried to do and in one in one of the movies the um, Gigi's one they actually got this old VHS camera they said it was like, like as they were doing like the hallway shots it was literally like disintegrating as they were filming and it wow. added like all of these like weird scan lines and so what they said for all of them is like all of their their, their DPs, their director of photographies were just like mortified because they were like, it's got to look perfect. We've got to have the blocking and the lighting. And they're like, no, it's scuzzy. It's dirty. Like it's, this is what it was like to film with a camcorder. Like this one, one of the directors saying like, yeah, my dad, he had a camcorder. He had a battery pack, like a VCR in his hip. Like he wasn't <laughs> setting up shots. He had maybe a half an hour that he could use, right. you know? And that's the thing. It's like, I didn't really notice it when I watched it because it just felt so homey. Like I remember seeing those those movies and like when your uncle was the one who got the camcorder, right? And you're just like goofing around with your cousin whatever, you know, and then you watch them. And I think if you were like younger and you never really saw that, it might be like, what is this? But God, it just felt like being, you know, back in my – my grandparents' basement with my cousins like yep. watching you know something that that one of my my family members would have recorded, even down to like the play similar it's like you can't digitize like that you just it felt so like it was so grounded in that time frame that it was it was fucking glorious
1: yeah yeah for sure, for
0: you know sure. because it's like you know found footage can be whatever, but it's like you forget. That there is there's so many like the That's, thing like I always think about it and it makes me laugh is it's such a cliche of like, you know somebody filming a holiday function and then the parents getting in a fight and then going, is that thing on? No, it's not on. Well, the red light's on. That means it's off, right? Right. And Linda's parents would film every Christmas and they would get in that exact same fight every Christmas. (laughs) So like when you watch those videos, you can't help but laugh. Like you feel bad for her and her brother because it was probably not the best time. But like you're just laughing because they're having that fight. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And so it just, you know, a lot of the... the the things in this reminded me of that. Um, But then also some just genuinely cool, like the zombie idea, like as much as we've seen zombies, this take on zombies was just, I've not seen anything like it. It was fantastic. Right. And that's, um, Man, what a what a home run
1: for that guy after that last fucking wrong turn movie was so fucking bad.
0: Oh yeah, I yeah I feel kind of bad about that movie just because like I feel like there was the opportunity to mm. maybe have something be good there. Well, the thing is, it, it just felt so think, studio directed. Like yes, well, I also think we talked about this,
1: but I think that it, for me anyway, it it very much felt like it. Was a different movie, and had they just slapped Wrong Turn on it? Yeah, at the end or something. Yeah,
0: they were like, "Well, that'll resonate with somebody. Let's just fucking do right." It.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But man, yeah. He, he knocked it out of the park, though. He's obviously like a talent. He, he did the domestics too, which I wasn't crazy about. I don't but know if I've seen that one. Yeah, I, I talked about it on the show, I think, or maybe you and I just talked about it. But it was the one that was like uh it was like The Purge. If The Purge sucked. Like, like <laughs> there have been purges that have sucked. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm saying like <laughs> for sure. if you had the idea for the purge, you're like, but how can I fuck this up? <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, but man, the the uh what I was gonna say, um but I think the, the genius of what they've been doing with the last three of these is putting a year on it. Yes. You know, and, and like you said, staying authentic to what it would have been like if it was eighty five, if it was ninety four or whatever. Yeah. It, that is is to me like the, the the brilliance. It's not just cause they could just do a bunch right. of short shorts and slap VHS on it. And you know what? I'm probably gonna watch it. Mm-hmm. But but just that attention to the detail and that dedication to to what they're doing, man. It just it makes every one of these so much fun.
0: Yeah. Because it also like, you know, you're you're tapping into um you know you you're you're tapping into nostalgia, but you're also, you know, the, the early 80s, you know, the, the mid 80s was when, you know, you're not talking about like 16 millimeter films, which still had, right. you know, I mean, you had to be pretty dedicated if you wanted to, you know, kind of do that as a hobby. Like you're talking about a time now, like they were talking about like when they said when they when they were shooting these movies, one of the directors, for you which ones, they, they, they literally taped over a copy of The Phantom Menace. Uh, when they were filming, like, like that's the thing. Like, and again, I thought about that. I was like, you know, when I was when I was in high school, I had a friend of mine, and his dad would rent movies, and um, he had d- would do the double VCR trick, but he mm. would always do whatever like was the the mode that allowed you to get six hours of SLP baby SLP. But they looked <laughs> like garbage. But that yeah, being yeah. said, I had a tape that had. Die Hard RoboCop and Hellraiser on Fuck one yeah. tape. They look like absolute garbage and sure. it doesn't matter how many times I'd seen them when I actually saw them on DVD it was like watching them for the first time. But yep. that like first of all, you know, just putting aside the whole home video revolution, but but finally bringing movie making into into something that anyone you know, for the most part, anyone could do. I mean, you've got to think that these these younger directors, like that, just feeds right into basically how they came up and 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 what it would would have been like for them as as kids is like, you know, fucking around with that type of shit. And so, but also, you know, it, it allows you to play with certain ideas, like like one of the you know this idea of. Going out with all your friends, kind of water skiing or whatever, like that. That seems like a very mm-hmm. '80s, you know, horror movie. Like I kept expecting it to be something like in Creepshow with the lake.
1: Right? I ex- exactly where I went.
0: You know, and exactly. it and it totally was a completely different. you know that one zigs and zags so many times, yes. and then you also have like the cultists. So it's kind of bringing up you know kind of that whole like Waco fundamentalist type of thing like like so there's you know the 80s from a pop culture perspective there's it's fertile ground like there's mm. so much you could do there and then you add that kind of gritty lo-fi um you know uh feeling to it and it just it i can only imagine that it just completely like it ex- explodes you know, the, the, the creativity, you know, the, the create, you know, the ideas and, and what you'd be able to do with it. So, so on the one hand, focusing it on a particular year, you know, you might, might feel too confining, but on the other hand, it's like, God, it, it just, it's almost feels like that focus allows, you know, them to really come up with some really good ideas, yes. plus mixed in with the technology. And then, you know, we get stuff like this. Right. Um, and, and, and also, Taking into
1: consideration most of the people who, who they have do these shorts, that also brings them back to that, yeah, what they grew up watching. And then, so sort of, right. you know, it, it's like imagine being able to make, yeah, you know, your own version of, of what you cut your teeth on, so to yeah. speak, you know, like well, what made you love movies to begin with, yeah. And it's just,
0: it's just a blast to watch because right. you know, everybody doing this is just
1: having a fucking
0: ball. And that's the thing, it's like when you read about it, because it feels like. You know, there's, there's, there's things you watch and you feel like, like you, like we talked about with, with, uh, wrong turn or whatever. It Mm -hmm. feels like just a ton of studio, not not necessarily interference, but expectations, whatever you want to call it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's, there's big budget movies where you can definitely tell, like, like nobody's telling Christopher Nolan what to do. He's telling studios what to do. So, but, but he's earned that over years of, you know, filmmaking, Mm -hmm. uh, but then there's movies like this where you're like it, it 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 feels like they were basically just allowed to do what they want. So it's kind of refreshing to read that that's basically what it was. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's where the value of Shudder kind mm-hmm. of doing this every year and yep. as like it, it's now just become this really fun, you know, just like, you know, how there's certain holiday things like oh you know if you want to watch you know the 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 Grinch at still Christmas or right. you know whatever Charlie Brown Christmas like these kind of traditions where they're like hey we take this seriously too we we want to let these filmmakers just kind of go nuts for this mm-hmm. anthology that we put out every Halloween because it's fun and it's it's for Halloween and we love horror and they love horror and and right. and, and it's just the perfect time to do it so um yeah. So I'm glad that they continue to do it. I will gladly sit through, you know, fucking the shitty Alicia Silverstone direct shutter. <laughs> like I'll pay, if my subscription pays for a VHS every year, thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, absolutely. Like it, it renewed just a couple of weeks ago. Yep, please take it. Yep. 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 <laughs> take yep. it. If this is what I get every year, then I'm happy for it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like I said for as for as much of a uh, kind of a downer of a year for their their originals, man. Like they always come through in October, you yeah. know. Yeah. So new uh, new season of Creep shows dropping too this month, so I'm so behind on that. I got to get <clears throat> back into it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited. Well, this thing it's like even even with VHS, you know, it's kind of like a it's almost become like a like a like a cl- a cool club. You know, for these yeah. directors to be a part of stuff at yeah. this point. So, so yeah. I can imagine like being approached, you know, somebody yeah. like Joe Lynch or somebody like, you know, yeah. or Gigi, you know, it's like, yep. you want to do one of these? They're, fuck yeah, I want to do one, you know, yeah. stuff like that. So, like, I feel like they can keep doing it as long as they want to. Man, and I really hope
0: they do. And, and, and that's the thing. It's like what we've seen, you know, year in and year out is there are so many new voices mm-hmm. or that, yep. you know, are, you know they 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 come out with a, the you know a movie and it may it might not be you know <clears throat> well received but uh, or it might not be like rise to a certain kind of pop culture level but you know you could tell there's some talent there so i mean there's always like a crop of of directors and horror is a great place for them to like like the guys who did um talk to me like you and I yeah. weren't like blown away by it, but like fucking get, give them a short, give please. Like, hey guys, yeah. here's, do 20 minutes of whatever the fuck you want. I would fucking be down talk to me, me. Yeah. Would have been better as a 20 minute segment. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> 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 probably. <clears throat> so, I mean, you know, there's fertile ground, both, um, in the concept that they decide to, you know, uh, that they decide to explore and, Filmmakers, both new crop, but also you know folks who've been in the game for a minute. So mm-hmm. yeah, Ho- hopefully this is something um, that we'll get to to enjoy every um, every Halloween. Sure. Um, okay, so my last one I watched today, like not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> Shut As your a- filthy mouth. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing as a time ca- as a, as a time capsule of 80s uh, death spa. I think you would be hard pressed. It's got um, oh, tons of gratuitous nudity. It has you know kind of the fitness craze of the 80s. It has what I would only call a complete and total lack of understanding of what computers are capable of doing. <laughs> And then it has weird ghosts and yep. uh guys in dresses and like <laughs> this is such it's like it goes this movie is all over the fucking place. Oh, um yeah. you know it it's it's about this guy who runs a health club and the health club is man run by a computer system that automatically Like changes the resistance of weights and then his wife had died a year earlier. She had gotten a spinal injury while delivering a baby, which is not something I'd ever heard of that lost the baby, uh, you know, was paralyzed and then rolled herself out into the garden, doused herself with gasoline and set herself on fire. Uh, And then all sorts of weird stuff starts happening at the health club. People are getting killed, whatever. Uh, And then he's trying to, you know, people are trying to figure out what's going on with, with it. It is just filled with 80s. Fitness imagery, it also does not make a lick of sense. They mm-hmm. they throw a bunch of red herrings at as to who's responsible for what. And then when you find out who actually is responsible, that doesn't make sense. Then who legitimately is responsible also doesn't make sense. Um, it It's all over the place. I will say, though, I was very surprised there is this kind of schlubby British dude named Humphrey – who works out in the club. I thought for sure he was going to be the Franklin of <laughs> Death Spa and end up getting murdered and he was fine. I was like, "Wait, yeah. what?" Like <laughs> like they set up so many ways of this guy you're thinking Showing how he's completely clueless when it comes to exercise equipment, you thought, "Oh well, Frank, he's he's absolutely dying in this movie, and he doesn't." And I was like, "What? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's such a weird movie." Yes, um, yes. You know, it has it's
1: it's it's. <laughs> Shout it, Factory also put a Blu-ray of this out, which I
0: own. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, I mean it's uh, it's it's got some moments for sure. But uh, I was watching it this morning, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> so when you were talking about like uh, whatever your rickshaw movie, I was like, yeah. "All right, well that's kind of like Death Spot." Uh, oh, it wishes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a lot. Yeah, not it was. But I was like, "My God!" Like this is, and like the it, you know it was like. You know, the aerobics classes were like full dance routines, like not just like aerobics. Yes. I'm like no, they're they're choreographer. that's not, you know, what but um <laughs> Right. Yeah, it was uh it was definitely a ride for sure. Um <laughs> uh 1988. Mm-hmm. uh for that. I was going to say like 87 88, yeah. Yeah. Which I feel like is deep enough into the 80s that some of that stuff felt um, it's uh, a little like past its, its time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a weird thing though. When you go back and watch some of this stuff, because you, just, I feel like 1990 wasn't that long ago still. I <laughs> like, know, but it really, it totally was. And man, I also feel like we had turned a corner in so many ways by 90. Yeah. But, you know, when you think about you think like, well, all this you certain things you associate with the eighties you think kinda died when it became the nineties, but man, there's a lot of similarities still. Yeah, there. it's
0: funny, like, <laughs> like so so we have um Sirius XM in both of our cars and they have all the decade theme channels. Mm. And so I listened to one of the ones I listened to is Lithium, which is nineties alternative and grunge, which, mm. you know, is exactly what you would expect. So you hear a lot of like Mud Honey, Pearl Jam, Allison Chains, you know, Counting Crows, whatever. There's also a 90s pop channel, and that music is fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like like the 80s music, I can go, oh, these these some of these songs are good. Like, I, and then you get to right. the 90s, and you're like, my god, these are <laughs> awful. Like oh, it's like a like a I mean, I'm not a huge pop music fan. I I can I can absolutely um appreciate a good pop music song. Mm. So like I feel like once we got to the 2000s, pop music like got way better, but like during the 90s it was just like oh my god. And it's <laughs> and it's so much of it is very similar to the 80s. Yeah, you feel like oh, once we hit 1990, we were like, you know, we're free from the shackles of synthesizers. It's like, no, not so much. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Hope you like electronic drums. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, hip-hop absolutely fucking stepped oh, up in the 90s. Yes. But, the, but but 100%. pop music? No, it was bad. It yeah. was Color Me Bad. Like, <laughs> 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 two Ds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's 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 our first uh, first week. Uh, so, so just to kind of give you ahead, like, so the movies I have on my list, and these are things I I haven't seen yet. Um, I have um, like Demons Two. Um, oh, that's a good one. Um, Exorcist Three. I don't think I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the All Prowler. Right. Oh, Prowler's um, fantastic. The, the the remake of Slumber Party Massacre. Uh, seen... Didn't love it. Yeah, I mean, I was more like, well, I'll take a look at it. Uh, the original Puppet Master. I've never seen a Puppet Master movie. It, oh, wow. The yeah. first one or the 15. <laughs> yeah, I've seen them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Night of the Demons. Um, You've never like, seen Night of the Demons? I don't think so. Oh, man.
1: I actually have a Night of the Demons um for me um it's the first one i ever saw was part two i remember renting it at a gas station uh just based on the cover and didn't know shit about it hadn't seen the first one but i rented it because it was the a, a horror movie they had it fucking loved it i've seen part two more than any of the others
0: um later on i would i would see the first one and i'm like oh, wait shit. a minute no i have seen that fuck i just right. didn't log it well fuck it god damn it
1: um but,
0: uh,
1: Shout Factory dropped, uh, part three on
0: Blu ray, and
1: part three's been out of print on DVD for a while. Very expensive. And I've never seen part three. Uh, but the Blu ray came this week. So that'll be one I'm going to be getting into. I'm excited for part three. What about uh, the
0: 2000, is that the 2009 one?
1: Uh, um, there's a remake. There is a remake with Shannon Elizabeth, and it's really good. Uh, Edward Furlong's in it.
0: No, uh, I have it on.
1: It. Maybe I'll watch that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, have on, uh, I have it on DVD. Um, the, there was a blu-ray but it was it's expensive and it's that, out of print now too so even the dvd is, is somewhat expensive i keep hoping somebody will get, get do like a proper release of the, the remake but not yet
0: yeah i mean i, I think i've seen the first one but uh, maybe not i don't know yeah. the the cover art i mean looks really somebody familiar. i was gonna say uh,
1: you would remember it i would think there's a woman who takes lipstick and sticks it into her boob uh
0: um, that does not sound familiar yeah, so maybe you haven't, then, because that's certainly the scene that <laughs> people remember. It could more be that the cover art looks really familiar. Yeah. Um, and then, um, let's see, um, there's one on uh, with Kiernan Shipka that just hit Amazon Prime uh, that mm-hmm. I want to watch. It, it seems kind of like a um, – she kind of wakes up and goes back in time to prevent like her mom and her friends being killed at like a prom night type of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a movie on Hulu called Appendages that looks mm-hmm. kind of good, so I'm gonna watch that one. Um, and I think that's it for now. I'm ho- and then we get. Um, uh, what's it? Where when evil lurks? That that hit shut on the twenty seventh. Yeah, that's that actually got theatrical too, and it's supposed to be really good. So. Yeah, but I think that one hit shutter on the twenty seventh, so I'll definitely be be looking forward to it. So, so, I mean, plenty, plenty of stuff, and then you know, I mean, I kind of comb through lists and stuff every day. So, so we'll see, but yeah, Yeah. it's uh, it's been fun so far. So,
1: yeah, same here.
0: I mean, I gotta get get my leg warmers out of cold storage. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Um. All right. I mean, on the games front, you know, this season of Destiny, the story it wrapped up. I thought Fantastic. it was pretty cool. Yep, loved it. Great um, season. Great yeah. season of Destiny. It was. It was definitely very, uh, very interesting. You know, still kind of like, you know, moving pieces on the board, setting ourselves up for. Man,
1: Eris Morn played all of us though. I was yeah. like,
0: what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a really cool. It was really cool to, um, kind of get an Eris focus season you know we haven't really had anything eris focus since um shadow moon dropped um so it was really kind of cool to see her you know kind of go full hive and everybody's like what the fuck is she doing and then um yeah it was it was it was good it it was genuinely unexpected for me yeah
1: i love that twist that yeah because i thought okay she's literally thinks she's going to go after Zevu, And yeah. I, I was like, they're going to fucking kill Aris and I'm not yeah. going to be okay with that. Right. But then the twist and how she flipped the script, I was like, this is fucking, this is cool shit. Dude. Yeah. I,
0: I love it. And, and I like now that the seasonal stuff, uh, that the, the main story stuff is done when you do the seasonal activities, which are very much tied to um, the plot. It's like getting now to be able to, to, to hear Savathun, Mm-hmm. As a character talking to Amaro, uh, you know, it's like it's really it's kind of interesting just to, you know, in a, indirectly get more character mm-hmm. development from, you know, someone who just you know a year ago was was the big bad. So, um, right. So that was really cool to see. It'd be interesting to see what because next season is the last one before Final Shape. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because this season goes until the end of November, right? And then, and then, and then February, have, yeah, yeah, until February. So, uh, yeah, so it'll be really cool uh, to kind of see, um, you know, where that goes. Um, I thought they did a fantastic job, um, and you know, the 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 voice acting on this this game is always top notch. But the, the actress, yeah. again, I, I don't know, I haven't looked up her name, but the 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 uh, the actor who plays Aris Morn is just great, and she just yep. is is so good. Um, and it was just, was really cool to, to kind of give her, uh, the character and the actor a chance to shine, um, this mm-hmm. season. So, um, Agreed. Yep. and then, um, I started, um, Assassin's Creed Mirage, um, and I'm not far enough into it to really, yeah. um, <clears throat> you know, say too much about it, but, but next right. show, uh, I'll probably have more to say. So, yeah, I, I,
1: finally, you know, I got really excited for Exo Primal because, yeah that one character looked like what's her name from Dino Crisis and it's yeah, yeah. Capcom and this and mm-hmm. that right and you know I like last show I talked about that first descendant or whatever mm-hmm. and how it was like it's fine it's cool it's free to play very much like um, Outriders um, I finally I finally just said fuck it and and cuz I the thing that turned me off with of Exo Primal was the fact that it, it's it's almost like a hero shooter but is squad based and you shoot dinosaurs in the face. And that sounds amazing, but they give you like objectives uh, and you play against in real time against a, another team. But then at the end, it turns into a PVP where you, mm-hmm. they make you actually fight the other team. At the oh, okay. I was like, I don't want to do that. I just yeah. want to shoot dinosaurs and shit. Right. They're my friends. Right. But I, but I was like, eh. I, I was like, I, I still want to check it out. You know, it was, it's it's right up my alley, um, aesthetically. You know, you have like mech looking suits and stuff. You mm-hmm. know, me and my my, my robots and whatnot. <laughs> and uh, um, and I like me a hero shooter. You know, I we right. played how much fucking Overwatch for yeah, years. No
0: shit, right? And again, Do you believe real- Overwatch Two's been out for a year now?
1: I can't. I can't no. believe how fucking how they botched that so badly. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but it turns out. It, they only make you do one match where you have to play against other people, and then it gives you the option after that to turn off the PvP part.
0: Oh, that's nice. So I
1: was like, fuck, yeah.
0: So I've been playing the shit out of Exo Primal. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll, I'll to, is that, that's on Game Pass? Yeah. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll have to grab it. Yep, Mine's on the lookout. Yeah, it's
1: very good. So, you know, third-person, squad-based. You mm-hmm. have different classes, different suits, and you can change classes on the fly during the match. Like, if Oh, that's nice. Yeah, if you're like you're playing assault or you're playing whatever, and you're like, oh, we need a tank or we need you know whatever, you can just switch. Um,
0: it's really good. It's really good. Yeah, I'll have to take a look. Yeah, I'm always on the lookout for uh, for stuff to fill fill gaps, as it were. Um, yep. So. all right, well, hopefully uh, you guys are having as as good a, a you know first week of Halloween as we are. Uh, join us uh, two weeks from now, and we'll have uh, more horror movies. From this this month to talk about, including uh, as I mentioned before, um, suitable flesh. So, um, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We look forward to spending some more time with you in the next two weeks. Uh, For for myself and Mitch, this has been episode 183 of the Vodabar World. Thank you so much. Good night and happy.